Welcome to In the Fire, a podcast for the young families of Chapelgate Presbyterian Church. Marriage and parenting are a wonderful blessing and are extremely rewarding, but they're also really hard and can leave us feeling exhausted, overwhelmed, and defeated. That's exactly why we started this podcast, to help families see how the gospel injects encouragement, comfort, and hope into the daily grind of our lives, and to remind you that you're never alone in the struggle. There is another In the Fire. Hello, and welcome back to In the Fire, a podcast for the young families of Chapelgate. My name is Rob Gicking. I get to play the role of host, and I'm joined today by Abby Pope, our children's ministry director. How you doing, Abby? I'm good. How are you, Rob? Oh, I think you're going to be better than good by the time we're done with this. <laughs> Abby, I like to ask each guest a, an extremely difficult question to start so that the okay. rest of the podcast seems pretty straightforward. So I, I think the question that we all want to know is um, if you had to fight Batman, uh, uh, Thor, or mm, Groot, right? That's his name, Groot. <laughs> yeah. If you had to fight one of those characters in real life, they had all their superpowers, you have nothing. Which character are you going to fight and why? Oof, that's a tough one. I think I would go with Groot, especially if it was baby Groot, but we all know it probably would be the bigger Groot. <laughs> um, just because he's cute and he's my favorite and he's not as intimidating as Thor or Batman are. <laughs> Let's see, this is interesting, folks, because our children's ministry director just said she wants to fight Groot because he's cute and little, and yet she's around all of our cute and little children all the time. Um, should we be concerned, Abby? Do you have something? No. no. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Well, listen, obviously, um, you know, we're excited to be here with Abby. She she does a great job with our, our children's ministry here at church um, and oversees the nursery as well and all mm-hmm. kinds of things. Yep. And I've asked Abby to be on the show today because we're really going to be talking about what it means to kind of raise our children in the context of a Christian home. How do we go about that? And to, to really get us started, one of the things that we really love uh, about Chapelgate is is when we baptize our kids, we take these vows. And, and one of them that we ask the parents is, um, it's kind of long, so bear with me. Do you now unreservedly dedicate your child to God and promise in humble reliance upon divine grace, that you're going to endeavor to set before them a godly example, that you'll pray with and for them, that you will teach them the doctrines of our holy religion, and that you will strive by all the means of God's appointment to bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And we say we do, and then the child is baptized, and it's a very beautiful moment. But there's an aspect of, like, that's kind of an overwhelming task in many ways, uh, to, I mean, just we could pick in any one of those, but like, okay, to set an example, that's really hard. But but what about this? I mean, bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And Abby, that's a lot of what you actually do in the children's ministry. And so I wanted you to be here today to kind of just talk to us about what does this look like? How do I know when my kid is ready for something like memory verses? Or mm-hmm. um, how, how can our parents help to bring their children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord at home? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I think that is a lot of what I do for my position and a lot of what I think about with um, helping to make parents feel comfortable and confident in teaching their kids about Jesus. And um, I'll start with your first question about the memory verse and, and how do I know um, when to start talking to my kid and when are they capable of doing A, B, and C? Um, and I think it kind of starts as young as possible. Um, obviously, you can't talk until, you know, maybe one or two. Um, but really, 
it should start as young as they possibly can, whether it just be in the way that you live your life and the way that you're modeling and reflecting Jesus to your kids, um, but also in the time that you spend with them, either praying over them, maybe at bedtime, or um, teaching them how to pray, even if it's a simple prayer um, before dinner, let's say. Um, it could just be like, Jesus, thank you for my family. I pray for our food. Amen. And um, little kids are even capable of that. And you can do things to help with memorizing memory verses and um, looking through the Bible and understanding what it means by um adding in motions and actions with the verse that help them really remember them. And that really helps for the younger kids, but also even elementary kids that I teach that really helps them. Yeah, that's, that's really good. I I think one of the things that um, for me as a dad of a three-year-old and an eight-month-old is always difficult is when, when do you start and what do you start with? So like you see kids from zero all the way to fifth grade on a weekly basis, obviously the developmental stature for these kids (laughs) is very different, Yeah, but when would you, what would you say is a great time to start and how would you start, you know, if you were a, a young family? Yeah, I think um, probably about two years old is when I would really start diving in with them and seeing, you know, what the Bible says, um, reading a devotional at dinner time, or um, reading a bedtime story that maybe is through a children's Bible, um, where it's a little bit more simplified for them to understand. Um, And then they're able to kind of start seeing what the Bible is and who Jesus is and why that matters to us. Yeah, I think reading is an interesting one because we we have zero hesitation, right, about yeah. reading books to our kids. It, it's, you know, I think one of the, um, I'm not great on research, but I, I do believe like the number one um, correlation for intelligence is is like how many books did you read your kid when they were little? <laughs> and so yeah. there's a level to which like, you know, we've been reading books to, to our kids since they were, you know, even before they could understand. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it, it starts to put the 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 foundation for their mm. their language abilities exactly you know, their ability yeah. to speak um, later their ability to read and to right. comprehend the English language and so yeah I, I mean do you think that I, I guess it, it's not even a do you think it's there's a lot of value in starting to read even the Bible uh, to our kids what what's out there do you know of that's great for little kids in terms of like reading yeah um, we have I forgot what it's called it's children's Bible um, I think that's what it's called. You were just talking about it. Oh, the Jesus Storybook Bible. Jesus Storybook Bible. Yeah. There's also a children's Bible, something or other. And um, the Adventure Bible is a great one for like elementary kid age. Um, that's the three I could probably talk to or think about off the top of my head. Yeah, that's really, that's good. I'll, I'll put uh, links to those for you guys listening. I'll put links to those in the show notes so that you can, you know, quick buy off Amazon or whatever. Um but yeah, I, I, I'm a big believer in that. Um, you know, I think you can never start too early reading. Um, yeah. And, you know, the Jesus Storybook Bible, you know, uh, is not a translation, right? It's not a translation of the Bible, but it, it tells the stories of the Old Testament and the New Testament um, in ways that are, that are engaging to mm-hmm. young kids. And so, 
you know, Brad, I'm still not sure how much he understands some of these stories. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know if we're talking about like predestination after we read, but <laughs> at the same time, I'm like, he does get that, that there is a God, that right. God loves him, that God does incredible things, yeah. uh, that God cares for his people. And those are some of those base things that we, we would want our children to know. Absolutely. So talk to us a little bit about um, what are some of the trends that you've seen in the past years with children's ministry? Um, do you feel like kids are, like, do they really know their stuff? Or is there a trend of, like, kids know less and less uh, about God and, and the Bible? What do you what do you notice? What are some of the big takeaways from your time in children's ministry? I think that's actually a really interesting question because you can tell which kids have um, – have families that are really teaching them the Bible or or spending time in prayer with God and, and really raising their kids in faith versus the kids that may not have that time or may be new to faith. Maybe their family is even new to faith. You can tell which kids have had that information um, told to them or they've explored it um, just based off of the way that they answer questions. I'm constantly baffled by some of these things that these little tiny kids say to me and I'm like, man, I didn't understand that until I was like 16 or older. Like, how are you getting this? But um, I think the difference really comes to whether or not they're spending that time with their parents or um, other mentors or family friends that are really teaching them those Bible stories or really teaching them who Jesus is. Um, So I would say it's kind of 50-50 really in my children's ministry area of kids that kind of just don't know, and but they're ready to soak it in. They're ready to learn about it um, versus the kids that they know the answer. They, they're not just there to say the, the typical Sunday school answer, which is God or Jesus. Right. So there, there are students that um, even in the children's ministry, you're saying are able to, you know, they're able to to process and like even yeah. know some of these stories yeah. and uh, and to be able to answer with a little bit more more depth. Right. Yeah, I think that's that's really interesting. It makes me think of this Tim Keller story. I'll I'll tell you about right now. It's um, you know, Tim Keller has written a catechism. It's the New City Catechism. He obviously did it with a whole team of people. But there's a New City Catechism, and it's and it really is, uh, it's a simplified version of of catechism, which is just question and answer. Uh, that's meant to help us understand scripture and theology and who God is and who we are even better. Um, and he, he tells this story about um, when his son Jonathan was just a, a young guy, young little boy, um, they would teach him the catechisms and they would do it in really simple ways. Uh, who made you is question mm-hmm. one. And the answer is God. And what else did God make? God made all things. Uh, why did God make you and all things? For his own glory. And they would kind of do this before bedtime every right. night with Jonathan. And one day, uh, uh, Kathy Keller, the Tim's wife and Jonathan's mom drops him off at a babysitter's house. And at one point, Jonathan is just kind of staring at the window, you know, like a little boy does. He's just looking outside. Just And the babysitter says, what are you thinking about? And he says, God. And she goes, you know, kind of in surprise, she says, well, what are you thinking about God? And he looks at her and he replies, how he made all things for his own glory. <laughs> she thought that, you know, she she thinks she's got this like new age prophet on her hands. Like right. this little kid is like especially appointed by God. But, it, you know, Tim, Tim Keller basically says what actually happens, obviously, is that her question had triggered the question answer response in Jonathan. He yeah. answered with the catechism. He certainly did not have the slightest idea what the glory of God meant. <laughs> but the concept when is in his mind and his heart waiting to be connected with new insights, teaching experiences. 
And so one of the things that I think that that, that story really encouraged me and Kate mm-hmm. in our processing is, yeah, you know, Brad and Alex, they may not know what, you know, who God is. They may not, yeah. our brains can barely wrap around as adults sometimes. And so I go, <laughs> but I don't need to wait for my child to understand fully the concept or the principle or the belief that I'm, that, that I hold. I, I want them to know that what they can know and yeah. and who knows what they are able to wrap their head around all the way but waiting almost seems like the logical thing to do and yet there's a great value in in doing little baby catechisms you know who Absolutely. made you yeah. what else did god make and um you know brad's actually able now he's three and he's able to do the first 10 or 11 questions wow. by memory and great. you know that's not like oh we're such great parents but it is like a or, or, you know, Brad's so smart. He's he's a normal kid and we're <laughs> yeah. normal parents. But I think there is a lot of value, like you're saying, in just start early, yeah. um, do it often, mm-hmm. make it fun, you know? like yeah, like exactly. You, you said hand motions earlier? Yep. So, like, you know, what are those things that we can do to make it fun? Yeah. And that repetition is so, so important. Like, the kids, when we do um, Bible lessons or whatever, we do multiple different types of learning with repetition of what we just learned so obviously kids learn in different ways so some of it's more hands-on some of it's visual some of it's um, auditory but the way that we repeat it really helps it to um, stick in a kid's mind and then they're able to hopefully start understanding what that means with time and um, you know growing up and maturing a little bit you guys do a lot of music stuff as well? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely try to get in worship. Sometimes we even do our memory verses to um, music and try to set them to a tune like Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, and that helps them memorize things too. Yeah, that's really cool. So what is, you know, we, we've kind of thrown in a lot in the first 10 minutes of this, yeah. but what are maybe one or two at the most three things that you would say those who have really young kids, you know, mm. like pre-elementary, yeah. what are one or two things that you would tell them? And then what are one or two things that you would you would challenge or encourage our elementary school parents to be doing? Absolutely. I think when it comes to the young kids, the most important thing is that you have a faith yourself and you're really building on that and growing in your faith. Um, and you're taking time to model and reflect that to your kids and the way that you speak to others and the way that you treat others. Um, that's simple, simple things, but that is a way to show kids that you have that faith and you're, you're wanting to grow and reflect that faith to other people. Um, and then secondly, I would say that the way that you love that child is really important. Absolutely. Um, you know, children, love languages is a real thing, even in children, and maybe you can't have them take a test or whatever to figure out what that love language is, but through just observing them and trying the different love language, um, I can't think of the word, (laughs) trying different ways to love them, I guess, um, would be helpful to you to figure out what's that way that they really feel loved, that they are really seeing Um, God's love through you. Maybe it's just through spending time with them. Maybe it's through um, words of affirmation, telling them that, you know, you see them growing. You see that they are learning things and you're proud of them and you're so excited to keep seeing them growing. Um, 
maybe it's through gift giving even you know a child who really does well gets a toy and that's how they feel um, loved Mm -hmm. Um, so I think loving them well is another way for a really young one to start seeing God's love through you Um, and then thirdly and this is kind of more you know hard I guess to do is discipline And I know that discipline can be scary and it doesn't seem like a way to love somebody, but just like God gives us commands and gives us ways to be more like him, Um, not to be mean or controlling or strict, but to do it in a way that, you know, this is how to live your life so that you can fully see um, my joy and your potential. Um, And by giving that to a child, they're able to kind of see – God's hand in their life as well. I mean, don't become so strict that you're disciplining every little thing and trying to control their lives. Um, uh, With every discipline, there should be 10 times that of how much you're loving them and how much you're giving them support and encouragement and whatever else. Um, But I would say that those three things are important really for any age group, but definitely for those young ones. Yeah, I think I think to to go back and hit on your second point, which is just love, that's really important. Yeah. You know, you you mentioned that we want to model what it means to be a disciple first, right? We want to be Christians. And so mom and dad, you know, you, you're not just teaching an academic structure, right? I don't read the Jesus Storybook Bible and then like as a a way to get you to be better at the English language, that's just an unintended (laughs) consequence. But I'm doing this because I want you to know that there is a God. He genuinely loves you. He genuinely loves me. And that changes our lives. Yeah. but and as a result, like love is the flow, the outflow of that inner truth. Absolutely. If I am loved by Jesus, right, like the consequence is I become a loving person more and more. And now right. I fail on that every day. But part of love, and maybe you're going to get to this with with the older kids, is that we actually recognize and admit our own faults. Yeah. Um, and you know, for those of you who are married and have kids, like the reality is this: the way you treat your spouse explains and and displays uh, huge amounts mm. of of the truth of the gospel, Absolutely. you know, or of, of your own failing. And in both ways, we have, we have Jesus, right. That we can yeah. go to in repentance and say, yeah, I did not handle that disagreement with my wife very well. And my kids saw that. And I, I not only need to go repent to God and my wife, I need to actually go talk to my kids about how daddy really messed up and yeah. he let his temper get, you know, the best of him. And he said some things he shouldn't have said. And, you know, to, to sort of live out of that, uh, applied gospel mm. in my marriage is right. a great picture to my kids of love. Um, and and I, th- I think that's really great, Abby. So let's talk now uh, about the older kids. Yeah. You know, let's, let's assume now we're talking about kids who, who've, they're able to read. Right. Um, you know, maybe they're, they're coming home with homework and Absolutely. things like that during the school year. What are some of the things our parents can do to help that, that third, fourth, and fifth grader begin yeah. to wrestle with the Bible? Absolutely. I think definitely setting aside a regular time, whether it be before dinner or in the car or wherever you have, you know, 15 minutes set aside um, to really read through the Bible, even if it's one of the storybook Bibles and it's a simple, you know, um, easy to understand version of the Bible where they can read through and and learn about Daniel in the lion's den or or whatever story it may be. really setting that time aside that you're intentional about it and it's a regular time. Your kids know that this is what's going to happen during whatever time you've set aside. Um, That's really important. And through that time, I think also modeling to them what prayer looks like is really important so that 
they start to feel comfortable and you can give them chances and and praying whether it's a simple prayer or they might surprise you and it might be a little bit more um, complex for a little kid Um, I think those things are really important to set aside that regular intentional time yeah I that's really that's really true and I've seen it in my life um you know, it's it's interesting though. I'll I'll share like a good and a bad of my childhood. The good was that like my dad prayed with you know I had three younger brothers and my dad prayed with us before bedtime every single night. Yeah. Now we kind of had like a scripted prayer. It was the uh, now I lay me down to sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. you know that one. And uh, you know we did that all through elementary school, um, but it almost felt too childish by the mm-hmm. time we got to middle school. And so yeah. we kind of just stopped doing it. But we didn't replace it with other prayer with more of like a natural organic conversational prayer okay. and so you know I, I think there's there's great value in both like there's great yeah. value in rehearsing the Lord's Prayer right we're literally called to pray that way by Jesus Absolutely, himself yeah. we do it every Sunday at Chapel Gate during our yep. worship service yep. and so a scripted prayer is a valuable thing but like you said teaching our children how to pray conversationally mm-hmm. um, is also really valuable because yeah. it 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 helps to display the fact that like prayer is a conversation with God, it is, yeah. your father who it's loves a relationship. you. It's a relationship. And so one of the things that we've done um, with our kids is, you know, Alex is too little, obviously, but with Brad, we just do these three things every night with, mm. with prayer. I say, Brad, I want you to pray. Tell, tell me one thing you're thankful for. Yeah. And I want you to thank God for it. I want you to tell me something that you'd like, you yeah. know, like to see, you can ask something, something you know? for, So yeah. for example, like right now he's sick. And so I'm helping him, I'm helping him learn, like, it is okay to ask God yeah. to, to heal your runny nose, you know, like, yeah. he cares about that. And then, so, so something to be thankful for, something you want to ask God for, and then someone you want to pray for. Absolutely. And I have been blown away because, you know, here we are, like, I'm, I'm ministering to our young families and like, I feel like you know, we're, we're always like having to remind one another, like, yeah. like, Hey, pray for your neighbor right. or like, Hey, you know, that coworker <laughs> that drives you nuts. Like, have you prayed for them? But yeah. like kids, they just pray, yeah. you know, like we have, we childlike have a guy across faith. the street and yeah, childlike faith. And you know, Brad will be I'm like, who do you want to pray for? And I'm thinking like, you better pray for me. You little stinker. Like, I, like I'm your dad, you know, but he'll be oh, like, yeah. I want to pray for officer Vince. I'm like, you've never talked to officer Vince. You just like that. He has a police car and he parks it across the street, oh, yeah. you know, but Brad wants to pray for officer Vince. And yeah. so I think, you know, what are you thankful for? What do you want to ask God for? And who is someone you can pray for yeah. are three easy things that Absolutely. even a two-year-old can oh, do. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, okay, so maybe as we kind of we're, – we're, we're running out of time here a little bit. Um, the the other thing about – the and obviously this episode is based on that concept that we take those promises when we are – as members, we take promises uh, as we baptize our children – but the congregation also takes uh, a promise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we we promise to also pray for uh, and to help raise this child in a community of believers who are pointing yes. them to God. And I think to me, there's no better example of that than than to be part of the church's mission yes. towards these kids in the children's ministry. And so. I'm curious if you'd be able to um, tell us, tell the listeners, like, if, if we're interested in that, if we're going, hey, you know, like, I have a kid, but I also recognize that, like, I I promise to help raise everybody else's kids <laughs> um, in in this nurturing and, and, you know, love of the Lord. How do I get involved with that? Yeah. Um, well, first thing would be to contact me um, and try to kind of get an idea of what that looks like. And we can kind of figure out where you may fit, where maybe God's giftings really um, are able to be used in that position. We do have several different positions, even ones that don't involve directly working with kids. Um, but if you were to directly work with kids, basically 
depending on the age group, we do different things. Um, our nursery, which is infant to two years old, is more or less what we were just talking about, loving on the kids and really showing them that care. Um, so you'll be holding babies and taking care of them while their parents are in the service. Um, for preschool kids, they go through a Bible story time. They have um, different ways to get out their energy. Maybe it's a sport. Maybe it's through dancing. Um, there's lots of different ways that they do that. Um, they also do musical things, like maybe they're learning how to play the drums, you know, very uh, little bit, or they sing a song together. Um, and they kind of rotate through stations right now where they do all those different things together as a group. Um, and then in elementary, we do a large group lesson, which is our Bible story lesson. We have games and activities and object lessons and Definitely different elements of learning styles are implemented into those where all the kids listen to that Bible story together. And then at the end, they have their small group time, which is a very small group, usually about 10 kids or so, that meet with a leader and they really get to know that leader and get to build those relationships with their peers and also their leaders through that time. Um, and it reflects off of whatever we're learning for that Bible story that day. Yeah, that's that's super exciting. And are these roles, um, are they all the same level of commitment? Are there like more infrequent, irregular commitments and then more regular steady commitments? Yeah, so we have what we would call our regular volunteers, which typically we ask to volunteer about once a month. But we also are pretty flexible with scheduling. So sometimes people can't do once a month. They can do once every other month or um once every three months, we'll say. Um, but then we also have what we call our subs or our fill-in people that they kind of just take on when we have someone call out um, and see if they're available. And we um, we still consider them kind of regular, but they're not a regular scheduled basis. They kind of just fill in where we need them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. And I, I can tell you, um, I've been personally blessed by the children's ministry. A couple of the events we did this summer already have been fantastic. Uh, Brad loved the color run. Oh, yeah. Uh, lots of kids loved the color run. <laughs> I don't know if people's cars loved the color run as much as the kids did, but it was a great... That's why they're in a different that's right. place, right? <laughs> that's right. But it was a great time. Um, and, you know, we, we still have a few more events this summer, right? Yep. We still have one more event. We do have our movie mornings and evenings going on as well, but we have one big event, and it's our treasure hunt, um, which is on August 13th, from, starting at 945. So we're super excited for that, and they'll go through different activities and games and whatnot and try to find the right way to their ultimate treasure. Which is billions of gold dollars. Which is obviously, balloons. you know, Jesus. But it's oh. also, you know, the end of the path that they're going on. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, good. Well, Abby, thank you so much for your time, for your thoughts. Um, I feel like I'm, 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 you know, talking to listeners now, like I'm overwhelmed by kind of our conversation. I feel like there's so many things that I, I could or should be doing um, as a parent that maybe I'm not. And yeah. yet that's the beauty of it, guys. I mean, we don't do this alone. We don't take only promises as parents and then no promises as a congregation. We yeah. we really do believe in a team approach, a family approach, and that's what we are. And so if you are like me, feeling a little overwhelmed by um, the overflow of ideas here from this podcast, like here's, here's what I would say. Pick one. Pick one of the ideas. Yeah, start, start with the small. bedtime prayer. Start yeah. with one Jesus storybook, Bible story a, a night. Start with the first three catechism questions. Don't do all of that at the same time. Yeah. Your kid will be overwhelmed. You will be overwhelmed. <laughs> You'll all cry, and it'll be it'll just be a nightmare. You know, do this fun. Do what you can and start small and move yeah. forward. And, and remember this. 
there is no greater uh, there's no greater thing you can do than pray for your kids. Absolutely. And so pray for your child. Pray every day. You know, Lord, I pray that my child would never know a day where they don't know your love and mm-hmm. love you back. And, and bring them to things like the children's ministry and trust that God is working through other people around you to do the things that he wants to do in the life of your child. That's really exciting to me. Yeah. And so, Abby, thank you so much for the, the role in leading that effort that you have here at church. Of course. Um, and uh, I will put Abby's contact info in the show notes. So if you want to learn more about the children's ministry, you can obviously go on our website. But if you want to learn how you can be part of this ministry, how, this movement of raising up young children in the love and, and nurture of God at our church, you know, reach out to Abby. Find your spot. There, yeah. I, I can tell you there's very few things that you will do that will reap greater personal and eternal rewards than to love on and invest in the life of, of the least of these, our children. And so... Um, lots of exciting things here today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Abby, it's been a blessing talking to you. Thanks, thanks for, being, for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. And as always, guys, thanks for listening to In the Fire. We look forward to catching with you, catching up with you again here shortly uh, with another episode next week. Thanks. <laughs>